Welcome, everyone, to the newest episode of Here in Puckburg, your place for the daring do bad and good puck tales. Now on the Hockey Podcast Network, I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. And the you know who at the other end of the woohoo is none other than the official sheriff of Here in Puckburg. He is the sheriff of Puckburg, our good buddy Nick. How's it going, my friend? It's going. Uh, the better question is, how are you after the events of uh, recent hockey transactions? How are you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm making it. I'm making it. I'm Good not going to lie. Not going to lie. I did shed a couple tears. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. rough. I got Chris called me out on lockdown avalanche. He's like, <laughs> we got to get past the point of. Uh, falling in love with players and called my profession my professionalism into question so i'm adjusting i'm adjusting you know honestly like i saw one of those like graphics that people put up where it's just like this is what nas looks like in the flame sweater and i'm like that tracks and <laughs> i was like that, that, that looks good He's gonna it, be fine. it it does it's just weird you know, because yeah. you, you were just rooting for him to, to come back the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, because my wife and I were having this conversation of where you think he'd land. And early on, I actually did say Calgary. Just And this was shortly after the Goudreau news. Because beforehand, I was like, yeah, he's totally coming back. Yeah. And as soon as he left, I was like, you know, I just I didn't have the the feeling of, yeah, he'll he'll just come back. He'll He'll come to terms with. Yeah, he's he overpriced himself a little bit, and you know. But as time went on and the news was nothing, I just I just felt less and less confident that that it was actually gonna you know happen. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's Islanders! It's totally gonna be Islanders!" And well, it's not <laughs> not <laughs> the Islanders either. So the Islanders got nothing this. They offseason. they continue to impress me with how little they they do in their off seasons and just you know it's i i want to feel bad for them but they do this to themselves you know and it's nothing against the the team the fan base anything like that it's just the the way that they're handling transactions and and trades or anything like that it's just come on guys you you know you you fired Barry Trotz and just it just it sunk is, from there. It's know? mind-boggling. They have talent there. Like they you do. have Barley and Goal, and you have talented pieces, and you have Lou Lamarillo in the front office. So it's mm-hmm. not like there's a reason not to be there. And right, they have right. history. I mean, it's a it's oh, a yeah. pretty pretty legendary franchise. So, like or organization for our Canadian listeners. Um go. It's it's just mind-boggling how they can do nothing and not even like Kessel's still floating out there. 
He like, is. You could go just pick him up. And like Athlete, I think I see, he's still out there, isn't he? Uh Arizona is uh looking at shopping chicken. Like yeah. I heard yeah. he was on the move before training camp, and I was like, Well, that'd be prime. Yeah, I kept uh, I kept seeing links between him and Ottawa. I did too. And I was like, if if anyone had a great offseason, it was the senators. Like they're going to be scary. They're going to be fun to watch, you know, because they were Ottawa's for me has always been that team where, you know, they had, they had this, the one Stanley cup run, but ever since then, they just kind of fell by the wayside. And, you know, you're the one that kept poking them with the stick, you know, come on, do something. And (laughs) they, they've done something now. And it's like, it it has substance. Their team has substance and it's going to be super exciting to, to see them. If they could bring back that, that when they're when they came well technically came back in the with that black just 2d logo that that was one of my favorite looks that they had the the one that that they currently have you mean or yeah it's like a it's the black jersey but the 2d logo just that same styling facing one direction yes yeah when sorry go ahead finish your thought oh no 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 what do you get? Because that was like <laughs> when I when I think Ottawa Senators, like I don't think of like that cup run look or that weird like striping and the red. It's always yeah, it's that yeah. black first. Mm-hmm. So when they went back to their what is now logo, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it to be honest. Do you now, like the one that he's like kind of like turning at you? No, uh, I, there exist these concept renderings out on the internet that I like far more than than what they have, and I get it. You're you know you're you're bringing up something you know from the ashes and whatnot, and I've come to terms with it now. You know, it's like okay, I remember this this was the auto senders and this is what they are now. But to me, what I the one I liked more than anyone was just the standard letter O that they ah, have okay. for just one one year you know and it's um, a throwback to and it was a throwback their, yeah their original yeah, one exactly so you know it, it wasn't anything special or anything like that but i thought it was pretty clean pretty nice but you know now they have almost the the trojan coin looking yeah <laughs> in jerseys and, and it is what it is they don't look bad you know but i'm just i'm i'm excited to see what they can do with reverse retro this and year you know you bring up reverse retro, and that's something I would like to pick your brain about because okay. we're both Avalanche fans. Like here on here in Puckburg, I like to wear everything that's not Avalanche that up. I have. Yeah, because yeah. I I you know I exhaust those a lot. So we're both Avalanche fans here. Uh, but Chris brought up a really interesting point, like when it comes to Seattle and what they could do with their reverse retro is like go back to the Metropolitans and that stripe, the striping one, mm-hmm. and like have that current color. What do you think the Avs are going to do? What do I think they're going to do, and what do I want them to do? Are two different. Give things. me, give me both <laughs> because I have an answer for both. Okay, so what I think they're going to do, um, is is bring it back to the Rockies. Mm. Um, which I'm I'm totally on board for, right? And I've seen I've seen a lot of these, you know, concept artist drawings of this is what their you know alleged reverse retros are going to look like and stuff like that. So if they do something with the Rockies, awesome. 
you know, that's super awesome. What I'd like to see done, and this this might spark a little bit of joy in some and a little bit of anger in some others. I want to see a reverse retro of the Rangers sash. Ooh. And the only reason why is because I thought to myself, if they could just flip some colors, you know, when, when they had that jersey as an alternate, I said, if they could just flip colors looking back and I was like, this is the time to do it. Yeah. You know, it, it might not be a home run like the, the throwback Nordiques one, like last time. But to me, that would just be, that would be clean you know, walk in the park. Awesome. Super clean. Very nice. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm fine with both. I'd be super happy and excited with both, but I'd want to see just a, either avalanche or Colorado, what it used to say, and, and kind of switch up the colors a little bit, maybe white or something like that with, with blue lettering or something. I don't know, but I'd like that's, to see a sash. That's interesting. Like we have the same kind of idea what they're going to do. I feel like it's going to be like the Rockies and it's mm-hmm. going to be that blue that we have instead of that dark navy oh yeah 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 and i feel like that's what they're going to like switch out and it's going to look really clean if they do it that way it will it would what i want and i told this to chris and i was like you have to be like in the know to make it happen because we've exhausted basically every other jersey combination we could do Mm -hmm. when it comes to going back to the reverse retro it's time to rip that band-aid off Mm -hmm. and 2023 Rocky Mountain Extreme. The Rocky Mountain <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> the put team out those name con- that lasted a whopping week. <laughs> yep. Put out those concept logos of the current oh, colors. That would be that would be impressive. That would that be would really be, impressive if they brought. I out mean, the if extreme. we're getting if we're getting the buffalo head, we're getting the the fish stick <laughs> islander. Like the we're getting yeah. the screaming eagle in Washington. Jo- Johnny Canuck from the Canucks. I think yeah. that one's kind of more confirmed. That one, I'm that's fun. I'm, I'm uh, getting the Buffalo Sabres one. No question. No questions. Yeah, that, that is my favorite. One is super cool. It's one of my top three jerseys of all time. Right. So are they doing the the black, white, and red coloring? That's or what I they... hear. I okay. hear they're actually bringing the that back as a third. Oh, just just cause. Oh. Same, same, uh, same reason. Like the Washington, I think they're bringing the Screaming Eagle. The as Screaming a third. Eagle. That's what I hear. With just... which is great, oh, and yeah. it's bittersweet because we're losing Adidas this year. So it's like they're going out with a bang. Yeah, which is too bad because I thought Adidas did a really good job with their tenure at the NHL. I, I, I have you know their. It's not Evergreen jerseys. What's it? The the kind of recycled material. I wanted to say true green, but I think true it's like green, a long something, company. something green. Uh, and I think it's great. I know? love as a, like a, as I don't know if this is a surprise to anyone. I like jerseys, um, but I know it's crazy. <laughs> Revelations. Ab- Why are you telling people this? this? <laughs> You're going to spoil the secret. <laughs> Never mind like, the big wall you have behind you. Like, it's about to get a lot worse. I'm about to I, move move we, studios. It's about to get. My wife and I are setting aside plenty of money when those reverse retros drop. Yep. Because we're going to have to take out, I don't know how, but it's like a second mortgage on our apartment. If you can even do that, you know, <laughs> like what, <laughs> have to pay what everybody doesn't see. I have like 
I have jerseys continuing here, over here, here. And I have some behind the pennant, which is updated now, by the way. I see like, that. I, I got there are jerseys the, that you can't see. I got that. Ooh. I know. Grogu's so, got my hat, so I'm never getting it back. There you go. But like to the Adidas thing, I love what they did with the crest. Making it a yeah. movable, like not that hard crest that you used to get mm-hmm. with like the Reeboks, mm-hmm. where you could sit on the couch and like the Avalanche A is poking it's you like in the right face. Yeah. <laughs> like when I got my first Adidas jersey, it's the actually the one hanging in the middle where Nas yeah, yeah. was. Um, like putting that on, I was like, why has it taken the NHL this long to figure this out? It's remarkable. It is. So I'm interested to see who picks up the jerseys that's, that's, from here on out. That's the conversation that's that I've had with uh family members my brother my wife anyone that will listen and i'm gonna actually ask you who do you think and who do you want to have be the new manufacturer for the jerseys i would i'm gonna start with a want Mm -hmm. let's get under armor out here under armor very good they they've kind of they've kind of tailed off like in popularity mm-hmm. over the past couple of years, like in the 2010s, you could not throw a rock without hitting something under armor. They've kind of oh, tailed off true. a little bit. And I think they need a little bit of something to hang on to. Like even the Jordan brand is stealing their jerseys, like in mm-hmm. like college basketball, like you're, yeah. they're losing out there. So they have to do something. Um, mm-hmm. So I would, I would like under armor. I have this weird feeling that it's going to be like, it's going to be something like conglomerated with fanatics or like, it's going to be like a oh, like fanatics brand. Yeah. Like they're going to have a premium label. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do have that deal with the NHL, you know, so it could be a start for them to do that. I don't know. I have this weird feeling. It's not going to be a big name. And it's going to be one of those that you're going to, have to like Google and you're like, okay, why? <laughs> Who's this? Reebok. I've heard of that before. <laughs> where do I where do I know that name from? Is that a planet? That... <laughs> where it sounds familiar. Let me think. Interesting. Who do you so, have? so who I think it's going to be is Nike. Mm. just because they have they have the firm grasp on every other sport minus the mls you know firmly under control and Mm -hmm. and even then who's to say you know after after if they grab the nhl they'll say why not let's try to get all of them uh so i i i'm still trying to think if i like that or not um just because what adidas done with reverse retro i think was a is a home run yeah you know and if i don't know are, do they give those rights away with the transition or is that something that's like an adidas specific and they take that to the grave you know i'm not sure i don't know if you could just say reverse retro is ours like I, yeah i don't know like i i hope they continue that on you know with with the transition from whoever um, anyway, but I think I think it'll end up being Nike. 
which you know it's it's big and you know people will still buy it for the namesake which great they used know. to put out hockey equipment they the did 2000s. they did nike bauer they had a great relationship mm -hmm. now who i want to see it it kind of does flip-flop a little bit now under armor is a very good option i thought about that because i think you know if if someone needs to get back on track it's it's under armor you know they and they're still big you know it's not like they've yeah. gone away or anything like that um but something like a deal with the nhl would would really boost them big mm -hmm. time you know um but i think you know if if you can get like ccm or something mm. like that that's already known to do hockey well you yeah. know i think they could do a pretty good job with jerseys um because you know they you know think about ccm they do sticks they do goalie equipment they do pads they do everything they have the know. golf clubs too they got they got golf clubs you know they got whatever so i think if you kind of keep it within the circle i think they they know what to do they'd listen to the players well enough um so ccm would be interesting to have and the only reason you know i don't think that would actually happen is because of the pecking order that they'd be yeah. in when it comes to jerseys you know and no one would be like what is this ccm you know unless you know hockey then then you'd know but most of the time people just out there would be well i've never heard of this brand you know you know you, you mentioning that why don't they just open it up and say like every team could pick like like the uh, abs could have like kind of like back uh, 20th century because that's what they did every team like, kind of found their own we had those god awful coho we had those like coho jerseys right those were i i think i still have one they're like, somewhere like cohos and like like have like Bauer take care of some and sure yeah like just like open that it up could, like that could be interesting but I'm also wondering if if that might I'm on, I don't want to say spell disaster but just if that might end up being you know the bigger companies go after the bigger markets well I I bring you know? that up because when you were talking about CCM picking it up um. I wonder with the state of hockey equipment now compared to where like when CCM was making jerseys the first time. Right. Um, you weren't getting these highly engineered sticks. It was just wood sticks. Like yeah. it was it was basic twigs w would like if CCM gets the jersey deal, would you not start screaming foul if I was Bauer saying they're monopolizing the game of hockey? You you could. You know, that's that's a great point. Uh, so, yeah, I maybe I maybe wonder now if you do just keep someone that hasn't either don't produce anything that is NHL related now, like Nike or Under Armour or Puma, you know, someone else. I did not even Puma think be, about that. that. Puma would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? That'd be really interesting. Because I know they do. I know them and Adidas, obviously, kind of you know brother companies. Mm -hmm. I think they could do a pretty good job with with jerseys because they do a really good job with soccer. They really do. Uh huh. And and you're running along a field in those things, and it's no different than than hockey where. You're skating in a rink. It's constant action. 
That's a look at that. We, <laughs> we just thought of one. Wow, look, look at that. Wow, that man, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. And like, yeah, I'm curious. Like, the news came out like they're not renewing the contract, and like, nothing has filled that void. Yeah, so that's been weird. It is kind of strange that they didn't have like a backup announced saying we're we're in negotiations with another one already or we got you know we have something to back it up but they're just like hey well this is done it's like yeah you would you would think they would when adidas would give the nhl that news that they would automatically look for the next because mm -hmm. you don't want to make it seem like it's up in the air you don't know what you're doing like don't yeah. throw away those jerseys we might need them next year yeah yeah but in, anyway and in, in all retrospect of of the news it's it is sad because I did like Adidas in, yeah. for the NHL jersey. I thought it was I thought it was great, but uh, we'll just we'll just hope that uh, whoever takes it next and and runs with it does a great job and and keeps the the good of the jerseys going like a Vineyard Vines jersey. <laughs> That's right. Get the the Walmart George brand on there. <laughs> <laughs> the a uh, Sam's Club, um, great value. Yeah, NHL jersey. Kirk Kirkland from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Just when we thought like the stuff we get from Fanatics doesn't fall apart enough. I know, like disposable tearaway jerseys. Dude, that'd be cool. Oh. We're, I mean, we got the uh, we got flippable ones. Toronto started to introduce that already, so that, nothing would surprise I, me at this point. Wouldn't it make sense for like the anaheim ducks to have like their current jersey and then go into the locker room and come out with like the mighty ducks the old teal jersey, ones. like they did in d2 where they were <laughs> team usa until they were getting beat and they're like and they forget switched. the country <laughs> national pride means nothing it means nothing d5 <laughs> hockey all the way that's right you hmm. know what and sheriff yes sir we need to talk about your story we do the people want to know. This, I tracked this for about 20 minutes off of, off of that. What is this, Joe Rogan? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Just had so much stuff to say. Just wanted to get it out. What? How in the world did you even get in the game of hockey? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. So. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. You do. You do have wisdom in these <laughs> questions. Um so I'm I'm from Utah and I still live in Utah. Uh born and raised in Provo, which it's known for multiple sports from BYU athletics, you know, football especially. But it's not known for hockey. In fact, the mm. state of Utah isn't known for hockey. Um we do have the Utah Grizzlies of the ECHL, uh, which we my wife and I frequent no problem, but other than that, it's not much of a hockey town or a hockey state. So back, let's jump back to when the Avalanche won the, the Stanley Cup in 2001. Mm -hmm. um, I was six at the time. I'm dating myself. Okay. So you can well, you hope can, it goes good. Yeah. <laughs> what a great play on words, Kyle. You smart. You know, I'm, I'm a dad. I got to do dad jokes. You got it. You got to find them in the, in the mundane conversation. Um, so Back in 2001, I, I remember seeing, I, I want to say it was on the news or, or I saw somewhere, I think it was on the on TV, 
I watched the the Stanley Cup, just the celebration. I don't I didn't watch the finals or anything, but I watched the celebration of Joe Sackick, and he immediately hands off the trophy to Ray Bork. And I looked at that and I was like, okay, so I I, I had known of hockey and I kind of knew about it. So I could play on the ice with skates, but didn't know, you know, left or right about it. But I saw that and, and this was the time where I was understanding and getting into sports big, you know, and, and actually putting in invested time into it and, and, and energy and stuff. And so, you know, my mindset is, well, I have to have a favorite in every sport, right? Whether I watch it or not, I have to have something. And I still have that mindset today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you have to pick a favorite. That was always the mindset back then is is you know you gotta have someone choose your character pretty much it really was you know and and unfortunately i didn't have the the controller in my hands to start side scrolling to to the next guy and and on his loading screen but anyway for hockey i just said okay they are clearly good you win the stanley cup i think that means you're good you know it's got to and and so i said okay so this is the colorado avalanche you know, or as you Eastern people would say, Colorado avalanche. Um, and, and I said, okay, so I, they will be my favorite. I, I bandwagoned essentially is what, is what actually happened. So I paid no attention to the game of hockey from, from that point on. And I still remembered who it was that I liked and stuff like that, but it just, it just never came to me, you know, cause, cause, skating alone was wasn't a big thing i i can't skate you know do what interview over i know right so we gotta pick someone else uh (laughs) so we fast forward now up to 2016 and and i i watch the avalanche for the first time in what seemed to be a decade plus which it was and i was like i remember i liked the Colorado Avalanche. And and I was like, perfect. The game was nationally televised, which was very lucky. And and I was like, great, we I, I can kind of get back into it. And I don't remember the game specifically, but I just remember I was like, I, I gotta start to actually put substance behind my words instead of saying, Yeah, they're my favorite team. And someone asked me a random question that I'm like, I don't know <laughs> the answer to that. So I, I set out to make it kind of a, a, a goal of mine to actually begin to understand the game of, of hockey. And it was a slow process, right? But in, in all regards, that season was atrocious that the Avalanche had. And we know that season well. Um, but I said they were, I picked them as the team that I was going to support. I'm going to do it now. Right. I'm not just going to jump ship onto the next person that wins the Stanley Cup, which I believe was the Penguins that year. Um, I think so. And I think so. And, you know, just because the Penguins, you had Sidney Crosby and because, you know, I knew that name. Right. And, yeah. and Ovechkin and all the big ones. You knew that going through, you know, just life in that in that time. But I said, you know, Avalanche are going to be the team. So I went and started to kind of get names down, at least players. Right. And then that turned into rules of the game and, and actually watching it and understanding that. Uh, and then it kind of grew and grew and grew to 
uh, method of play, um, playmaking abilities, how to open up, you know, your zone play, how to how to transition from offensive zone to defensive zone, um, stuff like that. And then uh, we we get to the start of the uh, 2017 season, 17, 18 season. And it's in that season where I met my wife and she had already been a hockey fan. Right. And, and right then I really began to develop the love for the game of hockey because not only did I want to impress my wife with the garb and talk of hockey, but I also wanted to just, you know, just the fact that she enjoys sports period was yeah. a home run, yeah. you know? And so hockey, it, it, it ended up being, that was the big staple to, to really solidify the fandom. And then from that point on, it just grew just exponentially year after year, season after season, month after month until now, you know, so it's, it's a shorter tenure for sure, but it's, it's to a point where I know, I, I feel like I know enough about the team, the history, the sport um, to, to consider myself a lifelong fan, you know, for the rest of time. And just curious, you mentioned, um, learning the game and like learning the players and learning the plays and how you dive in how what was your mode to do that was it like just researching stuff like googling stuff or was it just by observation or was it retention so and that's actually a good question because that's how tyson berry came to be my favorite player Mm. in the nhl another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc and now a word from our sponsors The action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, you make a bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash it in. You could throw down on all the major action from baseball, golf, MMA, and much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And now we resume our regularly scheduled program here in Buckburg, live in living color for your ear holes. Um, so a lot of it was when I would watch games, there there were names that I had to associate myself. The first one being Nathan McKinnon and the other one being Gabe Landeskog. And so I was like, OK, so clearly these guys and I'd, and I'd research statistics and stuff like that. And I saw, OK, Landeskog is the captain. Clearly, that means something. 
right? Mm-hmm. So he has a name to himself. McKinnon, he was up and he was up and coming, first pick of the draft, everything like that. Um, so clearly I was like, okay, so we I have to know these two names because one went over, one went first overall, the other one's your captain. You gotta know those ones. Um, and then from that point it was it was more Googling stuff because you know, how else are you going to learn stuff other than the yeah, internet? Right? Exactly. That's the only way to learn stuff nowadays. Uh, so bit by bit, I was trying to piece together who's good and who, you know, and then I learned about depth, stuff like that in the game and, and why they put, you know, first, second, third, fourth lines on offense and first, second, third line on defense, stuff like that. Um, but it didn't come until uh, it was an it was like a game show that the avalanche players had. Um, I think it was a game show or something. And Tyson Berry was on there and I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, this Tyson Berry guy is pretty funny. You know, like it's pretty great. And I went and, and I was like, okay, defense men. So I know defense means not as many points as a four, but that's okay. You know, that's, <laughs> we that's love you, dude. Totally we fine, love you. You know, um, so I was like, okay, so now it's time to actually get invested. And then, you know, I know Chris uh, from Lockdown Avalanche, he does, he tries to stay away from picking favorites. Yeah. I, I thrive in picking favorites when it comes to hockey, you know? So yeah. I, I got like my top three players in the NHL, you know, and, and whatnot. But uh, I said, okay, so again, same mentality. You have to pick a favorite team back then. Yeah. I have to pick a favorite player too yep. in order to really solidify yourself as a as a fan of the team yeah, yeah. so uh after i wouldn't say like search ponder and pray about it but i would say just after a little bit of of thinking i said you know this tyson berry guy is he's pretty great so i'll have him be my favorite so then i'd start to pay attention to him when i'd watch avalanche games like okay how did tyson berry do how did tyson berry do um and then you know, it's it just kind of pieces together who's who and then trades and transactions during the off season, stuff like that. And, you know, you start with your your team first and then it eventually grows to everywhere in the league, uh, which was a little bit more difficult because name pronunciations is extremely difficult. Right. Um, where they're from, their play style, where they're going to go, trades, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's to a point now where you you got it kind of figured out and sorted so that's it's you mentioned pronunciations and that's when you're talking about like researching and doing the googling like be glad you didn't have to because like i did the same with my fandom but that was like in 97 98 Mm -hmm. and like i was young and like you didn't have access to the internet so i would play the nhl (laughs) start throwing out (laughs) start going to the the depths of how you're going to find your information and that's I would just play that game constantly, day in, day out, every day. I would play it and like learn the players, learn the name. But then when it comes to pronunciation, like it wasn't until like NHL '99, I think it was, yeah. that they had like when you would score a goal, they would say their name, right? And for the longest time, like maybe about a year or two, I was like Stephanie Yelly. <laughs> When I'm talking players, and then when Steve Gorzer man, uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was all these names, and then when you hear they're pronounced, you're like, oh, 
I just spent all this time learning these names and retaining oh, them, but now I'm not pronouncing them right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And that was, uh, and I think that's where it fell in love with, like he's still to this day. I, I think he's retiring, but he's m- my favorite voice in the game of hockey, Jim Houston. Jim Houston. Um, well, he did Hockey Night in Canada. And I think he mm-hmm. went down to just doing Canucks games, um, but. He, he was the voice for hockey for me. So, yeah, because he would always great save heavy Bulan and just like, that's how I would learn. And, uh, I'm glad that you had Tyson Berry. <laughs> that's pretty easy. <laughs> that was an easy name too. Yeah. yeah. That was number one reason why I remembered that. Yeah. And he was in, <clears throat> like play aside. He was a, he was a very likable personality he was. still like, you seen the the photos like he was celebrating with the team with oh, yeah. the cup like he's fondly remembered and yeah it's it's bittersweet too especially this last year that happened you know he's he's an Edmonton Oiler and that's who you play in the Western Conference final and you just see these pictures of Tyson Berry at Avalanche practices yeah. Right. Because obviously my big advocacy would be for him to come back to Colorado. I would love nothing more. I think my head would pop off my shoulders if it, if it happened. But you just because that's, you know, he spent so many years here, you know. Um, it's so, funny you say that I'm I'm the same way with Stasny. Stasny. I yeah. would I would love like his. I know I mean, he's we, not going to bring we, a lot, but we still can get him. I know he's available. He's and... available. There's Especially no with the news of Nas, I'm like, yeah, okay. So, so shifting a little gear here, who do you want to get? To, uh, that I won't necessarily say replaces Nas's production or anything like that, because Kadri had the year of his life. But who would you try to grab to throw into that that mix? If be I it was... center, uh, second line, or third line, who do you want to go after? This might speak a lot to my personality and the way I am as a fan, but I'm this no way affiliated with the Locked On Show. This has nothing to do with this conversation. This probably <laughs> will never be uttered on that show. Locked so, On, what's that? Yeah, nothing. No, no, that happens. Did you? Sneeze? I could. Yeah. <laughs> if I was at the controls of the Colorado Avalanche right now, my biggest pet peeve with the avalanche as it sits right now this needs to be a promote from within situation i don't care if it's not the same i don't care if it's not you're not filling the shoes of cadre i don't want the shoes filled i want to push new hook like okay go get new shoes if you can't do it thank you i know now Mm -hmm. put shane bowers in there promote him like it's time to stir the pot in loveland those sure. Colorado Eagles are getting stale. I'm so tired of like training mm-hmm. camp. You're like, oh, Martin Cout, really? He's still around. There's like, he for sure would. Yeah. yeah, like I'm. I'm so tired of seeing these same names. Like it, you guys are great AHL players, mm-hmm. but I want to see if you guys are going to be good NHL. It's players. time to like, step up. Yeah, and like we won the cup. I get that. We have a good team. We mm-hmm. have extreme talent on the top. We could say top two lines, like whatever oh, yeah. way it shakes, it's going to be the top two lines are going to be great. Mm-hmm. Defense is fine. They're going to bail you out of games. They bailed us out last year. They did. Goaltending, who cares? Um, 
if nothing works in that center position and you're testing these eagles and these younger players and they're not working when trade deadline comes up fix that's it when that's when you fix it yeah well because and tackle two problems at once like you it's figure true. out what works what doesn't you it's evaluate your minor league system and then you fix it for the playoffs and and you and you tested it you actually brought homegrown product up that's actually that, that's way. very smart yep the avalanche way um and and you saw it i saw what a great example of it was ben myers yeah scores in his first ever nhl game as a as a colorado avalanche there's your answer almost you know yeah. you, you have that type of you know person and clearly ben wanted to show that he could do it yeah against carolina of all teams right which is it's not an easy task because i believe because yeah. that was the game that um the injury occurred to oh my gosh i'm blinking on his name um landy no the no. the um uh hurricanes goalie it's not ranta oh um he oh my gosh it's not, <laughs> anderson it's, uh, right yeah freddie anderson isn't it oh we're gonna yeah. get in so much trouble for not knowing this Oh, not knowing Kane stuff. Not knowing huh. Kane stuff. Whew. Based off of who you and I know, we're getting yeah, getting roasted alive. We're be in this. trouble. I'm pretty sure it's Frederick Anderson. They'll let us know. That means they got to watch and correct. That's us. right. So if you guys, you know who you are. If you're watching, go ahead and hit us up. Both both have been on this show. Yeah, I saw them. They yep. both have been on this show. You know who you are. Uh, it is Frederick Anderson. So, yeah. anyway, oh, I think yeah, I think right. anyway I think Ben Meyer scored against him, which is it's not easy to do, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's a good that's actually a very good uh, opinion. Actually, bring it bring it through your own pipeline, the Avalanche way. It's very different than what I was uh, thinking <laughs> for sure. With, like with the free agents that are out there, it's just band aids. It's not fixes. Yeah. They're band-aids. Like and you're gonna be doing the same thing anyway when trade deadline comes. Mm-hmm. So just that's that's how I would handle it. But no. It's and it's definitely it's definitely a a more kind of wise approach to it because you have all this great talent down in Colorado and Loveland, and you need to see who can step up. You know, yep. like like New Hook, he learned his lesson this this season when they actually stepped him down and said, "You need to get something figured out." And as soon as he was brought back up, he was great. And the thing is, you're not just figuring out what these players can do; mm-hmm. you're also showing off what they can do. Yeah, or maybe Winnipeg, um, Buffalo, Boston. Mm-hmm. When a trade does come up, they're like, you know. We did like what we saw when you gave Maltsev ten games. What are what else could you package him with? Mm-hmm. And it it not just proves it to what how they fit in your roster, but how they could fit in another scout or GM's roster. Yeah, it's true. It's and it's it's another puzzle piece, and and I don't want to say trade bait that you can use, but I mean another another piece you could, if needs be, work. Yeah, um, it's to, to other uh, teams. It's it's nice to hear. Um, well, boy, the Eagles look good. Or yeah, he's an Eagle. Or you should see, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's not what you where you're supposed to be forever, right? Yeah the it's, the the big leagues is where you need to be the top dog. In the '90s and 2000s, you used to could, that's 
was the place for the retired guys to go and yeah. like right off into the sunset you go to the ahl to get acclimated to the speed of the nhl mm-hmm. wherever you come from you need a little bit of time to acclimate yourself and it's still not enough you see a lot of guys come up to the nhl can't hang have to go back down you we need to stop bouncing up and down you need to figure out what you have and like let's start cultivating yeah. for the next run because we're going to need that to be fresh yep and and so kind of going back to the same i'll answer my own question um that is it is a great option to have um but let's say we can't we we don't do that for some reason i would go after evan rodriguez that is the number one name i and hear i'm in the comments every and, episode and that's and that's probably accurate because just and and he had he had a Nazem Kadri like season. Now, granted, not the same stats or anything like that, mm-hmm. but he had what would be considered a breakout. You know, so might as well try to catch him while you're hot. You know, so I wouldn't be opposed to it either. I, but... Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be interesting to put him at. I don't know what would you do? Put Comfort at the two center and Rodriguez at third. You're the second person that has mentioned bringing up JT to that two C, and I'm boggled by that. I feel Maybe. like he I feel like he's that second wind on the three C. You think so? Like so, let there be a little bit of a dip and let like So you but, you'd kinda have him like what with Burakovsky did the last season where he wasn't doing the best, but you knew as soon as all the third and fourth liners were out there, he was the best player on the ice. Yep. Okay. I mean, I can't I can't argue with that logic. So okay, so then let's say we put Rod if if, if get Rodriguez, put him on the second line. Because that second line would still be absolutely dangerous, right? Because either way, you're still going to have Landeskog or Nichushkin, and you're going to have Lekkanen. You know, that's that's still going to be a ridiculously productive line. So maybe if you do throw Rodriguez in to a 3C or a 2C, that would be a really productive line. It really would. And Yeah, that'd be actually pretty good. Um, so that name's being thrown out there. I, again, and I'm not opposed to Stastny coming back, coming home. I don't think his number's taken currently. Isn't it? I don't think we have a 26. Cause O'Connor is 28. Yeah, I don't think so. I think so. Okay. Um, that's up for grabs. Just that's give up him for grabs. Paul, if and you're think, listening, come back. Yep, we'll uh, <laughs> give it to him in that that old font that we used to, that he. Yeah, remember, yeah, the old the numbering. Number font. There you go. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a different team this year for sure. Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't see much changing as far as how how the season's gonna go. You know, we brought you know, back. The rest of the central really didn't change. Not a ton. No. St. Louis didn't really do anything. Minnesota really didn't do anything. They lost Nat- to Allah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like Nashville really didn't do anything either. Like if you're going yeah. like down the road of the playoffs. And nothing's not- changed in your division. That's all you really have to worry about. Yeah. Because and and I know there's a lot of people out there that that are speculating about the the 
additional piece, and it is literally piece that we have one new player in Georgiev. But I don't see any reason why that that would change anything. Because you got to remember when it was in, in the playoffs, half of the games in that playoff were played by Pablo Frenzos. Mm-hmm. Right? He played half of the entire Stanley Cup playoff. All almost well, all but like 10 minutes of your Western Conference final, right? And you swept Edmonton in that game, in those games with friends of so and 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 if you're if you're going to assume that he is better than Frenzo's talking about Georgiev, I have no reason to believe that anything would change, right? Because Frenzo's mm-hmm. he's he's a staple. You know he he has great attributes to him, right? And if and if people are under the impression, and clearly the the numbers of payment show that this is the the lean that he would be the one a so to speak then i have no reason to believe that the avalanche as a whole this team does the same thing and goes back to back yeah you know you you really i would feel good about saying this team has a really good shot at going back to back if the east wasn't getting so crazy yeah yeah, like it used to be, if the Az handle business and take care of Tampa, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Now you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, like Florida is a different Florida. Um, uh-huh. Tampa is still, still Tampa, which is still something to respect, even though I yeah. don't know how that works on paper. Like looking at that team, I don't think anyone like, does. I this shouldn't <laughs> work, but it, it does. Um, yep. Like the rest of the East, and now you have Edmonton. I mean, not Edmonton, Ottawa. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're they, there. Yeah, yeah. They are. They're the Calgary. Oh, and of the East. and don't forget about Detroit. Lurking. I think I think they're they're going to be one of those teams where you got to pay attention because they could swoop in and take a playoff spot, just clawing tooth and nail and running over anyone that's in their way to do it. Um. So yeah, the East. It's it's definitely going to be a more complex system over there as to who's going to, who's going to have the right pieces, you know, um, cause New York, they've, they've added a few, but they've lost a few, um, talking about the Rangers, of course, Islanders, yeah, they, we already talked about that. Um, the, the, and they have a captain. Yeah. The not Kreider, which is shock. It is what it is. So, um, so yeah, there's there's merit to what you say when you say the the East is it's looks a lot different. Yeah, it's the, it's not West so almost... much about the the path to the cup because that's I think the Avs can handle that. Mm-hmm. It's what the cup looks like next year because you kind of understood because you saw Tampa like in the past two cups what you're going to get and you mm-hmm. had a good feeling about that because of the speed alone. Right now the Stanley cup scares me a little bit more just from who's I, coming from the East. You mean? Yeah. 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 And I can respect that. Um, so do you think then let's, you know, fast forward in time. Do you think that the avalanche team as it's set up currently with all the transactions that have gone through, do you think they have the ability to outperform 
anyone, you know, insert team name here in the East, and who do you think would be the most difficult to overcome? If if we had to match up the two best teams, let's 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 tackle this one together. Yeah, give me the two. Okay, you have Colorado. Okay, we just bought NHL twenty three. <laughs> um, we're putting it in, and we want to play with the two best teams. That would be Colorado one. Who would we say is number two? That's a good question. Number two, as I see it, is still Tampa Bay. Interesting. And and there's no real deep reasoning as to why other than they've kept almost that entire squad together for three seasons of back-to-back-to-back cup runs, you know, or finals runs, I should say now. But um, the fact that that hasn't changed and they've signed now those those key pieces like uh, Kucherov to to long-term extensions, it means they, they know their core, where their actual production is going to come from. Everything else is just an appendage to that. So I would and, – and plus, you have – on you know, they got Andre Vasilevsky. Who yeah, is a... is a tough, tough man to crack, right? So I would say just off of that alone, I would still put Tampa at number two. However, there are those up and coming teams that now, with the new look, with how you know the season might play out, they are going to be a bit more tough, I think. Um, so you know, yeah, the one thing that we're talking about like the avalanche and like all these other teams building and starting to scare us. I don't think, and I think this is the thing that skews every matchup to the avalanche. There's not a defensive pairing or defensive group in the league that scares Mm -hmm. me like the avalanche. There, there really there's, there's individuals, but there's not real pairings. And they don't, yeah, and they don't work like the Avalanche. And like, I agree. Because when you want to try and make a case for Florida or you want to try and make a case for New York Rangers, um, it comes down to when you're doing your matchup. Forwards, sure, anybody can match up with the Avalanche. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Defense, it doesn't really. And then you go down to goaltending. And we saw Shesterkin kind of not be that incredible when it mattered most. And then like uh, Florida's goaltending. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah. It's like the avalanche still, I feel like the avalanche still have the upper hand, no matter who you want to make a case. For. It, it's, it seems like it. Yeah. Cause like, it, and I feel like that the defense, like everybody wants to talk about the big three and then nuke and lecky and, mm-hmm. But I feel like like Kale McCarr, Taser, Bo Byram, Sammy G is going to be healthy. Josh Manson, Manson, th- he EJ on his one song. Edition. He was awesome. Like, I feel like that might be the we don't talk about him enough, but I feel like that's kind of our mm-hmm. Vasilevsky. Whenever it, you it want really to talk is. about Tampa Tampa Bay, it's like oh, but they have Vasilevsky. Talk about the Avalanche, it's yeah. like oh, but they have that defense you know and one of those guys that number eight guy can't remember his name for the life of me but yeah. he won the con Smythe and the norris consistently holding that could, that teams could like, have some merit to it don't you think 
<laughs> holding teams around like 20 shots a game, like it makes it a lot easier if you're peppering somebody and doubling their shot oh, totals. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's that's actually very smart what the Avalanche did um in this offseason. Their their goal was to bring back players, not to yeah. go out and get new ones, but like the the re-signing of Lekkonen, of Nichushkin, of Manson, you know, those types of deals and Helm even, right? Darren Helm, you know, kind of came out of the blue during the playoffs. Um, it's those types of signings where imagine what they do year two. Well, in, in Nichushkin's case, insert number year here. But those additions that we got, I mean, Joe Sackick was a genius. And, That's and why none of us, none of us guessed that that was going to be the, the players that we pick up. And, and it's like, incredible. I think that's why Detroit scares me. Like you brought them up earlier. Yeah. I feel like they that's why they scare me because they're a team that's building what they want. Mm-hmm. All these other moves feel like, okay, he's 86 overall. Let's get somebody that's 87 overall. Yeah. They're, it's just big name for big name. Like the Calgary, Florida, like swapping of talent. And like, you know, this whole conversation, we haven't brought up Columbus yet but they could be a problem. They can. Um, so, okay. So do you think they can be though getting Goudreau losing Bjorkstrand? I, no, I don't like, I don't like Columbus. I don't feel like cause they have it all together yet. Cause Goudreau, I think he pushes them back and I have to figure out the best way to word this. He pushes them back to the brink of entering the playoffs again. But he's not. You have to have other pieces around him, good pieces. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that Columbus doesn't have bad pieces, right? They still got uh, the likes of Boone Jenner, who who give you the, the points production that you need. But there still needs to be that one other piece, you know. The one we that, talk, that we talked could, about Ottawa, you know, Ottawa being the Calgary of the East. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Columbus is the Edmonton of the East. Hmm. Could be. Like goaltending's not goal. Yeah, not. It could be better. Defense has got some shining spots, but everything else is eh. Yeah. Forwards, it's your top line and insert name here. Yeah, it's true. Um. So yeah, it's it's totally possible because if like if you if you take away Goudreau's production, what then? You know, you, you get what you had last year. You, you get what you had last year, right? Which and now going back to Detroit, that's kind of maybe the name of the game that the Red Wings are doing because they pick up people to the likes of Andrew Cop. Yep. Right. Uh, Perron from St. Louis, and oh, and and uh, from St. Louis, right? Who, let me remind everyone, took Bennington's starting job yep. in the regular season. Yeah, kind of, you know, piddled out in the in the playoffs, but he was still a fantastic goalie. And, and I'm going to just spill the beans here. When I got the feeling that Darcy Kemper wasn't coming back for the Avalanche, my first thought was, we need to go get Villahuso. Yeah. That, that was my number one grab. Just because you know what you'd be getting out of him, and imagine what he could do with an avalanche defense line in front of him. 
I sang his praises that whole series. You know, and and but at the same time, Detroit is just with that pickup alone that that earned him a few wins in the season more. You know, but then you you grab new players, like you know, like I said, and and um, you know, Verana, he's he's new, uh, new word to the team, I should say. Uh, but all those pieces where they they have, you know, you've you've seen the name somewhere and you know that they have done production in some kind of way, shape, or form. But now you just combine them all into the same team to have kind of this little mountain effect where they just build off of each other. And that's that's why I say Detroit is is one of those teams where you gotta watch out for. Let me paint this wonderful picture for you. Okay. You, we're looking at next year, the NHL and their new Under Armour jerseys. Um, the Colorado Avalanche are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Love the sound of that. They had a similar run like they did in their first cup. They sweep, have a series, sweep, and they're in the cup to face the 2023 Detroit (laughs) in the Stanley Cup. What's in the way of the Avalanche going three-peat? Detroit. And oh, here we man. go again. And here we go again. We need uh, we need Patrick Raw to just stand in his goalie <laughs> for one for one game, and we'll have it even be game one just to get gloves off, masks off. That's and have at it. All out brawl part two. We'll have Osgood and Vernon make back a Hashik. Uh huh. Oh. Just imagine that stage. That'll be like year. That would be pretty amazing. Of TNT, ESPN. Yeah, like that would get really high. That would up. really solidify your place in the broadcast system. Ooh. Super big. Um, so that could be fun. So just yeah, something to, to, to definitely keep your eye out for Detroit, just because they made those those moves that you're like, oh, they got Peron. Oh, they got Andrew Cobb. Oh, they got Billy Huso. All these players that you know and you know are good, not necessarily like elite tier, but good. Good. Right? And and it just created this little mountain that it's there now. You got to keep your eye out for Detroit, I think. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be having my eye on what they do this year and mm-hmm. what pieces work and what they do with the pieces that don't yeah absolutely. like how married are they to this system and what they yeah. have because you gotta hit the eject button if it doesn't mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. well sheriff my friend if anybody hasn't been as enthralled as i have with this conversation with my good buddy nick the sheriff how in the world do they find you that's a wonderful question. So uh, just uh, at Nick Bixel on Twitter, um, and I believe Instagram as well. Uh, just find Nick Bixel out there, um, and, and you should be able to find me on, on any social platform. Uh, I wouldn't say I post anything too often, but it's pretty extravagant when I do. So uh, that's where you can find me. Well, I want to thank you very much for 
joining us here in Puckberg. This has been a fantastic conversation. I enjoy getting to talk face to face with you. So it's always wonderful to do. It really yeah. is. As much as we can in this digital age. As much as possible. It's great. Right. And if this is your first time stumbling into here in Puckburg, I'd like to thank you first and foremost. But if you'd like to follow the show, you can follow us on Twitter at HPuckburg. On Instagram, it's here underscore in underscore Puckburg. You can also find us on YouTube, where we are right now. Hello, YouTube. And uh, if you enjoy here in Puckburg, you can follow the rest of our shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. Just go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Search for a podcast that is more suited to your team or the general conversation that you're looking for. You can find it all on the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. And as you saw at the commercial at the beginning, we are sponsored by DraftKings. Here in Puckburg is sponsored by DraftKings. Use promo code THPN at checkout the next time you use DraftKings. So for me, Shaggy Mondu, and the Sheriff, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us here in Puckburg, and we will see you next week.